That right there, that's Mike Gebert. He's the man behind Fooditor. The Fooditor 99 is out now, the new edition. I love this. I look forward to this every year. In the back seat is Raphael. Raphael, what's your last name? Esparza. E-S-P-A-R-Z-A. He is the proprietor of Phenom Coffee, F-I-N-O-M, uh, which is where we are parked outside. We have food from Phenom. We're going to get to that. Uh, but can you indulge me in celebrating my sponsor? Yes. Okay. Uh, Kirkland Carne is sponsored by C&H Financial Services. Business owners, Raphael, are you tired of your hard-earned profits going toward paying expensive fees every time your customer pays with a credit or debit card? Uh, yeah. You are. Okay, so I can hook you up with these guys. I'm Put just me saying. In touch. I, I, I will. Uh, CNH, or we are happy to announce that our partners at CNH Financial Services have the solution. CNH is the fastest-growing financial services company in Illinois, as recognized by Inc. Magazine. That's no small deal. Inc. Magazine. That's not highlights. This is this is the real thing. <laughs> INC or INK? INC. Ooh, yeah, that's a big deal. Is INK I-N- like a tattoo? It'd be a tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and their patented te- <laughs> technology allows you to eliminate 100% of the fees associated with accepting credit and debit cards as a form of payment. That's right, Mike and Raphael. 100% of the fees. CNH will also upgrade your business to the industry's leading point of sale system to streamline every aspect of your business for no cost. No cost. Visit freeprocessingnow.com or call 855-600-2437, extension 999, and start saving money today. I can hook you up. For real. I, right. Honestly, I just, I just, I'm saving that in my notes. I, <laughs> I'll get you some information. Yeah, give me some info. They're my guys. It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. All right, so let's talk about food. Hold it up again. Okay. This is a rich annual tradition in Chicago. Uh, it's a breakdown of 99 must-visit restaurants on the list this year. Phenom Coffee, which is a, a newcomer. When did you open the place? Uh, November 3rd, 2019. Okay, so we we have a lot of ground to cover. This is yeah. You're you're in that that fresh new restaurant phase. It's it's been a it's been a weird year. Like. Well, I mean, opening yeah. around the holidays sounds... It was probably one of the stupider things I think I've ever done. <laughs> I, You know, it's just one of those bonehead things. You're like, okay, like, we're going to open in a month. Because we were supposed to open in March of 2019. And, as I mean, November 3rd well, is was a it, far cry from March. Was second. it one of those things like getting city licenses was holding you up? All that stuff. It was the build-out, the licensing, the inspections. We're in an old building, so we had, like, way more, like hoops to jump through it was just it was just such a pain like things that i've opened restaurants before but it was i've never dealt with like, the minutiae of opening a restaurant oh i'm sure in chicago it's it, it, tons of red tape and headache i mean yeah i mean to, to put it kindly for sure red, red tape and headaches <laughs> so i, I want to talk about food or i want to talk about phenom but uh, we have food that's getting cold so i want to pay respect to the food and and eat it so what Go is phenom it. this is a hungarian yeah it's a coffee house coffee slash restaurant shop. yeah so the way that started is my business partner Danny. His wife is Hungarian, um, and there's a lot of backstory where we used to work together. And I was in open a spot, asked him to come along, and that never materialized. So one day he left his job. He was working uh, as a corporate chef at Nordstrom, 
And he left his job and he called me and said, hey, man, do you want to open a restaurant? I was like, absolutely not. I, I don't want to open a restaurant. I fucking hate restaurants. I was done with restaurants at that time. And uh, I go, but I'm willing to talk about anything else. Whatever else you want to do, let's do it. So we met up at a coffee shop in Pilsen, the Jumping Bean. I've been going there forever. And I'm from Pilsen. So um, we went there. We met up. And he's like, so, like, what do you want to do? We were just spitballing. And I said, what about a coffee shop? Like, But, like, one that does, like, food, food. Like, real food not right, like just opening a coffee shop seems like a fool's errand yeah it's it's all i mean the margins are high so you could if you're in the right spot you can make a lot of money with a coffee shop like if you've noticed that there's a lot of like mom and pops that they'll have like two or three little spots like brew brew jump yeah. bean now has like four of them i mean there's it just seems like competitively speaking for like sure a tough racket. but i mean yeah for sure so we wanted a, a neighborhood that like was kind of like no one's really doing anything in the neighborhood. Sorry, Irving Park. Uh, no, it's true. I mean, it, the Golden Nugget is all I think of when I think of this area, traditionally it's like, speaking. Yeah, seriously. And then, like, now you have Chicago Taco Authority. Sorry about that. CTA. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, Eris and us. You know what I mean? Like, we're all, like, kind of ground floor of this. Yeah. So, I say, I'll do a coffee shop, but I want to do real food because I'm tired of going to coffee shops and eating, like, wraps. And yeah. So, which, you know, no offense to I love wraps. I eat wraps a lot, but... Anyone who loves wraps, I'm sorry, but uh, something beyond a wrap or a, tr- or a pastry of some it's, sort, yeah. yeah, it's annoying. And I mean, they, I, and they're, they're expensive as shit. Like you go there, it's not, three dollar wrap, fine, I'm in. Let's go. You know what I mean? But eight dollars for a tortilla and like spinach, that's ridiculous. It's <laughs> ridiculous. It's annoying. And I was like, dude, like why are why are and I was just watching people have fork over money for shitty food. And <laughs> seriously, it was it was insane. And I was like, well. We both know how to cook. Why don't we do something with food? Like, but I don't want to do Mexican food because that's like a dime a dozen here. You know yeah. what I mean? Or anything else, any of that other shit. It's just been done to death. So he's like, "Well, how about Hungarian food?" And I was like, "I know nothing about Hungarian yeah, that's food. An, that's an underserved category." <laughs> Literally, I I go. I, the only thing I know about Hungary is that it's a country, and I assume that people eat there because there's people who live there. So they all, have all I know about Hungary is that I think they eat a lot of paprika. They, so much thing. fucking paprika. <laughs> it's, it's, it's something I've learned the hard way too. It's just, it's in everything. You cannot get away from it. And as we started doing the food, I was like, okay, like this is kind of familiar. It's cumin, paprika, onions, peppers. We do all that in Mexican food too. So it's just flipping ratios and mm-hmm. the rest is kind of history. But to, uh, also back to that point, he said, well, if we do it, it's really home style food. Because, you know, I, I worked in some fancy spots. So like Momotaro, a couple other spots, Shibumi in LA. So like a lot of like finicky yeah. stuff, which is kind of in the DNA now. But I was like, if we're going to do like that kind of food, like rustic, air quotes, um, let's go to Marie Jean. He'd never been there, and I said, This is how I want it to look if that's how we're going to do it. And we ended up in Marie Jean, and that's kind of how this whole place with the grandma mix match. The it's a cool plates. looking spot. It's this old historic building on the corner, uh, just west of the Metro tracks. Yeah, and the Blue Line. And the, and the Blue Line. Um, you have all these antiques everywhere, a bookshelf that's loaded with books. The place is designed to suck you in and keep you there. Yes. It's meant to I, be. I wanted, like, to, I wanted to take a nap in there, to be honest, when I walked in. I've had people like so that couch back there. Yeah, the exactly. Couch in there. Like week one, some woman. I swear to God, she walks in. She has like an egg sandwich, like the the, the egg sandwich that we did lecho, and she's like, "Well, that was kind of heavy." She's. I feel like taking a nap. I said, "Well, the couch is back there." I, jokingly, you know what I mean? Like, she went back. I swear to God, she went back there, kicked her feet off, uh, kicked her shoes off. Her feet puts her feet up. And puts like her hat like down like one of those joints and just goes to sleep. Just took a nap. Only in Chicago. Uh, it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my. It was just like, 
that's exactly why this is why we do it this way. All right, so let's jump a little bit. What are we eating here? And we'll get to food order two. This is a taco salad. Right? <laughs> yeah, essentially, yeah. Well, it's a Puerto Rican version of a taco salad. So, <laughs> let's see here if I can get. A so that, that's not a tortilla. That's a, no. The, it's that's lavash. Which is a Hungarian bread? No, it's it's like a Middle Eastern like like pita, almost okay, like a thinner okay. kind of pita. So what I did was, this is like a I I'm gonna butcher it, so I'm not even gonna say it. It's like a Turkish word for like eggs or whatever, but it's essentially yogurt and eggs. So it's like dill, yogurt, eggs, some like Aleppo pepper, olive oil type stuff, and so we're messing around with that like. Okay, kind of the bottom one. I'll give this a shot. Yeah, yeah we're we're messing around with like those kind of things, and I was like, okay, like that's cool, but. Let's do something fun with it. So this is what I really like about this place and why uh, I think you're the very last place I went to to get into last year's book because it was, uh, you know, you opened up and I'm like, this is kind of weird, maybe kind of crazy, but at the same time, you know, it's it's just weird enough. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> Thank you, by the way. Just weird enough. That's, that's like the and, ultimate it, I swear to God. Well, yeah, I want, I want places that have personality. <laughs> Yeah. I want them to be, you know, about something. And Puerto Ricans making Hungarian <laughs> food with, you know, enough flowers for a fancy place like Entente or something. Yeah. You know, hit the... You know, also, I'm not Puerto Rican, but I'm Mexican. You're Mexican. As, as fuck. Oh, that's right, because I called you Puerto Rican on some other radio uh, show. Yeah. And, and, and have still not sufficiently atoned for it apparently oh i give you i, I give him so much shit anytime i see this, <laughs> i see a post I, I'll, I'll put the puerto rican flag emojis <laughs> it doesn't matter yeah i think i think when when you put us in this year's book i put on the story with a bunch of puerto rican flags and little frogs <laughs> it's just like you know it's whatever it's it's fine as long Ooh, as the, the food's good the lardon the the smoky little French, French word for bacon. Yeah. <laughs> is that what that is? Yeah, it's bacon. So what I did is I took some some Hungarian bacon, which is like super smoky. Like we use mm. this for our, the 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 head marrow toast, right? So we use this to give it smokiness. Um, oh, I like it. It's nice, right? Mm-hmm. It's like super. Like too much of that is like it's yeah, a smoke bomb. To, you, you have to use it sparingly. I mean, I literally gave you guys about twenty five. 30 grams of it like <laughs> it's a lot of smoke for that so yeah. what yeah, I did I mean, even with that it's a, it's a mild tasting dish yeah it's yeah. it's super it's like I don't like heavily like crazy seasoned food like mm-hmm. it's one of those things that like it comes from like that Japanese cooking background where everything's super like balanced there shouldn't be one note that's like really hitting you in the face unless mm-hmm. it's wasabi because you're and, Japanese as well as Puerto as Rican as well as Japanese Puerto Rican <laughs> Mexican a whole it's just a whole meritage <laughs> Right? Um, no, but working at Momotaro, I learned a lot about like balancing stuff like that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, kind of mellowing certain flavors out. And, like, not everything has to be like, like, if you put spice in there, it shouldn't just be hitting you in the face. Right? right. It should, like, kind of enhance the dish as opposed to, like, overpower it. So, with this one, it's, like, it's a, a natural enzyme, active bacteria, yogurt, dill, a little bit of garlic, mm-hmm. uh, lemon juice. And smoked uh, codfish roe from Rare Tea Cellar. Um, fold that in there. And that's what's so beautiful. I mean, this is a place where, I mean, this is a, this is a new item, but what's it going to be, 11 bucks maybe? Yeah, maybe like 10 bucks. Yeah, 10 bucks. <laughs> and there's all this, you know, high-end training in it, but at the same time, 
it's basically it's a simple dish. It's yogurt mm-hmm. and an egg and and bacon in it. Yeah, it, it, it's but. and it's like you know, I hate the word like elevated because yeah, that, that 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 basically implies it, it implies that it's that it wasn't shit until you discovered it. You right. know, I mean, it's a super like it's like these this food has been around forever. Like I'm we're not doing anything that is super like revolutionary except for putting really nice greens and flowers on it. You yeah. know, it, this has been around forever. Like. I mean, except for the, I made it into a taco shell, the lavash, but that's right. a, like one of, those, one of those like taco salad shells. And the point, and you're doing it the right way too. You're eating it and then eat the, the lavash afterwards. Kind of like. I love any, anytime you can actually eat the bowl. Yeah. yeah. It's, dude, it's like Panera bread bowls. Like that's another one of those things. So I was like, I was like, yo, pumpkin patches and Panera, they've got the formula. Like and they put everything inside of bread. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just the hollow out a loaf and mm-hmm. throw chili in it and you can and you can do no wrong all right so james was asking about marrow toast yes. yeah we so were talking about marrow i saw that on the menu and i certainly it got got my interest yeah that's the one that everyone's eyes drawn to mm-hmm. mostly because this is like marrow but like the the misconception is that it's bone marrow this is it's in hungary like the the word for brain in Hungarian loosely translates to head marrow mm-hmm. like I mean it makes sense it's inside of right so um, it's veal brains chicken livers that bacon there that we kind of cook down like make it into a pate and then spread that over some sourdough add watermelon radish some mm. celery um, microgreens mixed assorted greens like, <clears throat> depending on what we get from the the people who grow it for us the closed loop so they grow a lot of greens for some nice restaurants and Adam's a homie so he he sends us like a nice box of stuff and so the, the greens will change from time to time It'll, it's never really the same thing uh, it sounds intimidating for someone walking off the metro stop and walking in it's it's intense man I mean like it, it, <laughs> veal brains it's, $8.99 it's intense you know what I mean it's, inten- it's intense and people but like we price it accordingly so it encourages people to like um, experiment because mm-hmm. if, if something's like nine bucks, you're not going to be super pissed if it sucks. But if it's twenty five dollars, <laughs> you're going to be mad. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, cool. Like we've priced it so to make experimentation kind of like feasible or even like approachable. And I think like that's the that's another thing that really like doesn't upset me, but it's super like shitty that restaurants do that. Like I understand margins. You know, I've worked in restaurants for a long time. I get margins, and I understand how food costs and how stuff works. But like. You don't have... I mean, our overhead is so low. We pay, like, nothing for that place, which I probably shouldn't say that because now they're going to raise the rent on us. But uh, <laughs> we don't have to, like... I mean, we could... T- and I've had I've had lots of my friends who work in restaurants come in, like, dude, you should, like, double the prices people to pay. And I said, just because they could doesn't mean I should. You know what right. I mean? I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no, seriously, it, it's a shitty thing to do. I agree. And, again, it's a coffee shop. Like, I'm going to feel like an asshole charging somebody $30 for a dish. You know what I mean? Like... And two bucks for coffee. <laughs> so it's like, right. it's like you're coming in to have coffee and, oh, here's cool food. That's that's always the draw. You know what I mean? Like the coffee's first and the food is kind of like. Mm-hmm. It, it is just a nice, comfortable place with cool, adventurous dining going on. I'm getting a little bit of a bite. Is this just pepper? It's Aleppo. So what I did is um, I brushed the, the, the lavash with a little bit of butter, Aleppo, Add some salt. Explain pepper. Aleppo. Aleppo, it's the crushed red pepper. It's, it's a, it is, yeah, it's right. red pepper. Um, Where's Aleppo? 
Uh, what is it in the Middle East? I don't yeah, know. I know. It's Syria. Is it Syria? Is that where it is? That was a 2016 election oh. comment. <laughs> See, this guy, he's... He goes deep with those. Mm-hmm. We were we were riffing on Green Acres earlier. He right. had some good ones. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we do the. It's just Aleppo butter, and then I took some of that just because I like I like the colors. I added a little bit of uh, butter powder that I also get from from Rod, and I made a foam mm-hmm. out of uh, butter powder, Aleppo pepper that I just kind of just like let it soak in water and then strained it. Added, this gets more interesting once I get past the egg and the yogurt, right? Yeah. It's 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 supposed to keep building and like mm-hmm. different nuance and and as, you can eat this cold. All of our food mm-hmm. we call it a writer's menu because writers are notorious for eating their food super <laughs> cold. So that you can eat it cold or hot, it's not gonna. It won't really. It, the only thing it's gonna affect is texture. It it won't affect flavor. I mean, it does to some degree, but like it doesn't taste shitty when it's cold. Like I've had people like let their soup sit for like an hour and like and they're like this was amazing. I said like, you should have had it hot. It was awesome. But <laughs> uh, if you're just tuning in uh, on. Facebook or wherever. That's Mike Gebert. He's the man behind Fooditor. That's Raphael. Phenom Coffee on Irving Park Road. Yeah. Is his place. It's Hungarian food. It's coffee. It's a place you'll want to hang out all day if you visit. Uh, plan on bringing a book or just reading one of his. We're going to be talking about Fooditor in a second. The Fooditor 99, the annual guide to Chicago restaurants. Before we do that, we, we talked at the beginning of this recording. Opening a restaurant in the wintertime in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> One of the stupidest things you can do. It, it really is. It seems so like the, the, a sort of situation that would lead to some gut check moments. <laughs> to yeah, to put it mildly, for sure, dude. Like it's a kick in the nuts. You know, like, <laughs> seriously, it is. You, you, I mean, like we we. I mean, we're from here, so we account for cold a little mm-hmm. bit, but like. You can't account for how other people deal with the cold. So right. it was that, that that first the first week was insane because it was just it was new and it made some some headlines with I don't know, Block Club or something wrote about it. And we were again we were just expecting to kind of fly under the radar, just chill, do our thing and like whatever. Just kind of grind it out and hang out and not have to be and beholden to anyone or have anyone right. as a boss. And it kind of it was crazy that first week or two, then it kinda of just died down because the polar vortex came like immediately after that <laughs> and um, yeah dude it was it was a couple of $25 grossing days it sucked <laughs> it was bad but I mean like live and learn I'll never do that again and you're here it's open now and you know what and, and I'm not just saying that I, I said I've said this to Michael in private I've said it to, to anybody who asked Michael put us on the map like Oh, thank you, you. I've said it to you. Don't act surprised. Yes. I've said it to you in person a bunch of times. And every time I see him... Well, Block Club put it on my map, and then I I noticed it. And But I mean, like, but you do that blast, so you send it out to yeah. all the, the food people. And then then we had Steve Dolinsky come in. That uh, fucker's been everywhere. He's yeah. everywhere. We were just talking every about that. Every like, restaurant I walk into, I see his mug. You, you go to the Himalayans at a small <laughs> shack, and you eat, his picture's going to be right there. Uh-huh. He's, he's, he's everywhere. Uh-huh. And so Delinsky we were talking in. about uh, there was, used to be a Polish place on the far south side called Zalas, and as you walked in, there was a picture of uh, <laughs> John Paul II, and under it was Delinsky's headshot. So I that just sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> I always call them the, the two popes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I was going to call him the Pope, but I wasn't let you tell that story first. But, sorry. Yeah. And here's the thing about Mike Gebert, the, the man behind Fooder, the food writer whose work I have loved for years. You know the most arcane trivia about food, Chicago dining, chefs. 
I mean, your brain, if I pulled apart <laughs> your brain, I'd find all kinds of crazy shit lost to the ages. And if you made marrow toast out of it, uh, you'd <laughs> yeah, absorb it, it all. Bring it, bring it here. We'll get some. We can get a couple servings out of it, I'm sure. Let's jump to the food under 99. Where to eat and what to eat there. Uh, for people who don't know food order, and we talk about this every year, but I, time for a reset. Explain the philosophy behind the 99 restaurants that make your annual book. Well, I was just thinking, you know, everybody has their recommend recommendations. And uh, Jonathan Gold, the great food writer in Los Angeles, who's since passed away, had uh, published a list every year called uh, the 101, which was punning a little bit on the fact that they had a... Uh, you know the highway, the, highway. The, the 101 highway out there which means i really should have called it the food editor 9094 but you know, <laughs> oh, i just couldn't do okay. that yep. anyway yep. so yep. i thought you know 99 is a catchy number it's a number that i could actually write up my favorite places that many of them in a year without you know driving myself insane it's not the food editor 1000 right and uh <laughs> You know, so I could, I could offer, say as much as I wanted to say about each place, which could be a couple of lines or it could be four paragraphs, as to why you should check it out. And I just really focus on, you know, the places that to me have personality as well as really good food. They have somebody who's pursuing, a, you know, a particular vision of whatever they want to make, whether that's, you know, hot dogs or a fancy meal. It's just that guy who really is into it and does it really well and all that and you just want to support it because the enthusiasm and the uniqueness of the feel is there and you know so hungarian coffee shop run by puerto ricans you know <laughs> was right up there sold sold Done. that's exactly. your elevator pitch that... and you know and it's like kimsky <laughs> last year um you know juan is is uh korean uh works with ed mar marzowski who is uh Polish and, and Korean. Korean, and so they do, you know, this Kopo food. I mean, that's another great only in Chicago. I already feel like I'm in the weeds with this conversation. <laughs> the, the names, the cuisine, I already right. feel like I, I'm, I'm But, you know, deep. Korean and Polish, they go together because they're both about dumplings with pork in them. So, yeah, why makes not? Sense. And yeah. pickled cabbage. Yeah, yeah, and pickled cabbage, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's what's beautiful in Chicago is these these oddball combinations become perfectly natural here. So... That's a lot of what I like to celebrate. I mean, it's just whatever whatever someone is, is pursuing their vision and, and making it possible. And also getting you out in the neighborhoods. I mean, we're That's talking it. about how this is not anybody's idea of a culinary destination, this area. Um, but it's it's cool. to just, It's just part of the city. I mean, it's a real work-a-day part of the city. And This part of the city has been screaming yeah, for, yeah. for some sort of revolution. I mean, just... There's some really lovely houses around here, and I'm sure those people who have those lovely houses like to go out for a nice night of food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I always try to steer people toward like I mean, because we're all open during the day, so I steer people to like Eris and my other gem community. I love community. Yeah, like, that's up in in Portage Park. Yeah, literally right down the street, about ten minute, fifteen minute mm -hmm. walk from here. And but you're right. I mean, like people around here, they they have money. They want. They don't. I mean, the houses are beautiful, which implies they're not cheap, you know? So they have to schlep down to Logan yeah. or any or restaurant row to eat. And so it's nice to see more people, like, doing stuff here, catering. Stuff. Oh, because yeah. these, I mean, like, like you said, they've been forgotten. No, like, nobody thinks so. the Northwest. And people think this is, like, a suburb. When I tell them I'm in Irving Park, I swear <laughs> to God. I'm like, is that a suburb? I was like, 
you gotta you gotta go north of Roosevelt, right. man. For oh, real. <laughs> <laughs> when I tried to think once, like what's the most famous restaurant on the northwest side? And I was stumped. I finally decided it's Super Dog. Yeah. Oh wow. You yeah. know, but what's number two? I don't think there is one. Red Apple down the street. Yeah, really. The Polish buffet. Oh man, I forgot. Red yeah, Apple. yeah. <laughs> wow, so, uh, Phenom is new on the list this year. What else is new? You've got, uh, Mr. D's was that a new addition this year? Yeah, I added Mr. D's. I mean, that's a place that's been around forever. And I I even included it last year. There was an appendix of like classic old school places, but it's gotten a lot of attention lately for some reason. There's been you know just a lot of talk on Twitter and other places about it. So I thought, what the heck, give Mr. D's a, a focus there. And here's it the is, beauty of, of your book, of Fooditor, of of the ethos of Fooditor. Your criteria allows you to talk about a place like Schwa. But it also allows you to talk about about a place like Mr. D's. I mean, it, everyone's covered on this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's whatever's good in whatever category because we all eat all kinds of things. You know, we're not presumably not uh, jetting around to all the Michelin restaurants. So there's going to be the day that you want to have a nice night out, and there's going to be a day that you want pizza, and and it's all it's all good. So, so for contrast, you actually you take all your own pictures from the footer. Uh, there's a picture of Mr. D's in the book. Literally, the place looks like a shithole. You, you drive down the street. You're not thinking, here's somewhere I'm going to take the wife and kids. Right, no. It's like, of all the places to include a picture of <laughs> in this trying book, to, trying to find it of here, all the but... lovely facades in the city of Chicago. Why can I not find it? I don't know. I think but, I... but it's... Uh, you chose yeah. that to include in the in the book. It is so quintessentially Chicago. I mean, yeah, here it there is. There it is. When I went in there um, this last time, <laughs> you know, half the people in there are wearing reflective work clothing. Uh-huh. And it's like, that's Chicago. Chicago. It's all those, you know, streets and sand type guys out there enjoying a really good steak sandwich with fresh cut Fries. I mean, probably the best fries in the city. I think uh, that's a bold statement. Nick Kindlesperger said that in the in the Tribune, and I'm not inclined to argue too hard. Although I kind of think the best fries are you order chicken at the Athenian Room, and the fries are under it and soak up the chicken oh, fat, sure. and the you know, but the the chicken is just kind of delivery method for chicken <laughs> fat to the fries. See, similarly, I, I like Rick and Benny's how they serve the buffalo wings on a bed of French fries. Yeah, that, that's a plus for me. Uh, but it, staying on Mr. D's, yeah. which is legendary, um, you talk about the fact they serve RC, and then you follow up with, "Do I even need to point out that they take cash?" Right. Like, like <laughs> if our if RC is coming out of the cooler, you're not whipping out the yeah, credit card. Yeah, you know, or... Apple Pay. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not tapping. They're t- you're tapping your phone to a piece of cardboard. My right. It's not doing like, anything for what you. What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> look at yeah. you like you're crazy. See, I, okay, another thing. I, I want to talk about trends. A couple of new additions this year. Fried chicken. I thought we were over the chicken hump. Uh, Miss T's Southern Fried Chicken made the book this year. Uh, Big Boss Spicy Fried Chicken, which yeah. I don't think is that far from Miss T's, uh, made the book. Well, no, it's down in, That's in Big Bridgeport. Boss is in Bridgeport. Okay. But, yeah. um, but still, yeah, well, part of it is just because my son wanted fried chicken one day, so I look on Grubhub, and there's Miss T's over by, you know, over in Wrigleyville. And it's like, okay, black soul food fried chicken coming from Wrigleyville, I got to try that. Uh-huh. And it's it's a pretty good. So Ms. T's made it this year. Big Bra- Boss, yeah, it's interesting. The woman, 
I think she's Chinese, but like lived in Guatemala or something like that. So there's this weird little Central American tinge to some stuff there. It's like um, a Mexican which, yeah. dude making Hungarian. Yeah, right. I, it's you know it's it's all it's this this weird fabulous city. So, that's but it. that's a really nice uh, yeah fried fried chicken sandwich. And yeah, we kind of had. We had the fad of that, and it went away, but nothing ever goes away. I mean, ramen places keep opening. I thought we were sick of ramen, but... We I are. think the Still one that isn't me. coming back is poke. Poke. I, no, well, I'm, it was kind of I'm fake okay with anyway. Yeah. That You're okay with no more poke. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was... Uh, that's whatever. So, <laughs> do, do you see any, any anything coming, like a, a wave of dining on the way? I think the big trend to me is... Younger Asians in particular, but not necessarily Asian. They could also be younger Mexican or whatever. Um, Their parents were in the restaurant business and opened the very traditional place, the Chinese restaurant that had the Zodiac menus. Like 16-page menus. Yeah. You're like, there's no way all this stuff is fresh. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And the kids, but the kids grew up in America, and they know what... 2020 dining is like and they know what fast food is like and all that so they take the best parts of the flavors from the kind of places that their parents had and jazz them up into something that's kind of more stripped down and fast food friendly great example of that is land birds um in logan square and there's a place uh where the heck is it i don't know it's like like on west lawrence in albany park called um Great Seas. Oh, Great Seas. That's the, the lollipop famous, chicken wings. Place. Famous for the lollipop chicken wings. I had those on New Year's Eve. There you go. Yeah, and they're fantastic. And the and he and his dad like shit. lived down the street, and so he opened his own you know salute to Great Seas chicken wings kind of place in Landbirds, and he's like playing around with other things. He's done like spam masubi and some of those other, you know, weirdly. Chinese crossed with the U.S. Navy provisions kind of foods like that. Um, so, he, you know, he's just he's playing around with his own heritage and with the kind of food that he grew up with yeah. eating and, and packaging in a, in, in a way that that works in Logan Square. You don't have to go have an hour and a half Chinese menu at a table with a tablecloth and all that. I, I went uh, I went to see a band called Hailong earlier this week at the Riviera. Apocalyptic folk. You might like it. Um <laughs> And we were looking for a place to eat beforehand, and I've never been to the Chinese place that's Kitty Corner from the Riv. It's been there forever. It's like two doors uh, north of the Ethiopian place. Walk in. We get one of those, like, 30-page menus. Yeah. And I'm looking at the, the stuff that's on the menu. Frog, quail, <laughs> crab, lobster. And I'm thinking, there's no one in this restaurant. There's probably no one ever in this restaurant. What, what is sitting in that refrigerator? Right, yeah. <laughs> like, you can't do all 200 of these dishes well. So I went with orange chicken. That seemed like the, the <laughs> something that has turnover. The, yeah. the most like yeah, stomach safe of the entire. <laughs> I wasn't going to go deep on the on the quail. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just had funny. Speaking of the younger Asian people who open restaurants, so my friend owns a spot in Chinatown, and we were ju- literally just having this conversation last night about how I was asking him how is it about running the restaurant your parents had in the beginning and like now you're as trying to keep the tradition alive but also like putting your own spin on it and he used the term he was abc's american born chinese right he's like me owning this restaurant makes it less legitimate than like what? <laughs> and he said he was telling me he goes it's it's hard it's it's fucked up because you know like we're too 
he goes, I'm too American for the heart for the people who are from China and too Chinese for the Americans. He goes, so it's like, it's this weird. What a it's, weird spot to be. He's in this yeah, weird yeah. spot. And I mean, I, I can identify with that. You know what I mean? Like, as an American born Mexican, you go back to Mexico, they treat me like they treat the white guy in the Hawaiian shirt. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm American to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're too white for the brown people in Mexico and too brown for the white people here. So like we were, but we were talking about the whole thing and about how, how maybe it's time to like start. He's thinking about like rebranding a lot of the stuff and like yeah. cutting that menu down. And I had the orange chicken. And he goes, he goes, really? You're going to eat orange chicken? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, dude, like I love you. And I think the food is amazing. And I said, but like sometimes that's just what you want. Orange See, chicken is a great dish. It's, it's not its fault that and, how I badly and I it's literally, made. I literally told him. I said, dude, like with all this rebranding shit and all this like doing away with all the old stuff, I said, never get rid of this orange. Never get rid of orange <laughs> chicken because I will fucking stop coming here. Like, <laughs> you're one of my dearest friends. I will just stop coming here. I went to a place today called. Uh, I'm not sure how you say it, but it's like Xi'an Dynasty or Xi'an, however you say it. Uh, it's a region of China that we've started having a few restaurants from just in the last couple of years. And, you know, I went in thinking I'm going to have to look yeah. on Yelp or whatever, try and figure out what's good here. And they actually had a stripped-down menu that was just maybe 16 things in all on, with pictures on both sides of the menu. I was like, that's a kind of a smart approach. Yeah. You've, got, yeah. you've got fairly, you know, pretty authentic flavors from your region that are going to be somewhat different and mm -hmm. strange to you know gaijin walking in and uh you know but you make it really accessible um i can see a picture of the dish so i'm not i know kind of know what i'm expecting yeah. and my choices are not infinite which right is good i agree so we talked about new additions how do you make the decision to let a restaurant go year to year. Yes. <laughs> How do you make that decision? That, <laughs> that is do you have a, to have a tough conversation with those restaurants? I had a few people ask me, you know, did you come in and something was wrong? And it's just like, you know, I've run it three years now. And it's just like, it's time to put something else in there. And particularly, it's not hard if they're getting a lot of attention elsewhere. Because then I feel like I've done my job. Yeah. If I'm really one of the people who called attention to them first and the most... And now they're turning up in lists and more mainstream publications. You know, congratulations, you graduated. So that's okay. Um, and I do just, it, it's kind of my own boredom. It's like, yeah, am I really going to run that thing again? And yeah, now I'm going to pick a different place. So really, you talk to these restaurants, you say, it's not you, it's me. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Noted. Yeah. No, I know. It's like the first year we went to Con Barbecue. Oh, yeah. And I took them out this year. It's not that I don't love them. I was just there a few weeks ago. But there's a bunch of other uh, Indian that places. Place. <laughs> Your car still smells like so it? My car But every time I have a sinus infection, I think I should go to Con Barbecue. Right. <laughs> clear that, it right That out. will clear me. Yeah. Nice. But like this year, I mean, I'll give you an example. There's an Indian restaurant called Eggaholic. And it's focused on this drinking food name, in Gujarati, which is a region of India. So first of all, it's cool that it's specific to a region. I think it's cool that you're saying this shit without reading notes. 
I thought he was looking in the book. I'm, I can't see. No, I'm. Um, I was like, wow, that's. But yeah, so so eggaholic has all these dishes based on eggs. It's apparently what you do. That's their street food. It seems very impractical street food to me to fry yeah. up an egg and mix it with some other yeah, stuff. Yeah, for real. But that's what it is, and that's what they sell at midnight. Is people are staggering out of bars in that area, and so this place opened with that, and that's just huh. cool to me. It's like there's a whole slice of culture in another part yeah. of the world that is now making itself available to us for eight bucks so why wouldn't you take advantage of that i'm literally writing this down right now <laughs> well there is a book that contains it no you can just i, I just no I, just... <laughs> I do want to say well phenom coffee is still part of food order uh before it goes to the great beyond uh because of mike's <laughs> reckless whims uh here's what the book says about phenom one of chicago's mysteries is the lack of hungarian restaurants in the region with the opening of this cozy coffee house in a historic storefront in november their short list of heaty paprika sp- I bet it's hearty. I probably didn't transcribe that well. Hearty paprika <laughs> spicy items now represents Hungarian Chicago, along with some items such as marrow toast. And this is one of the great mysteries. Like, we're not that far from a cemetery that's full of Hungarian names. There are no Hungarian restaurants in the city other than Phenom Coffee. Is this They're the only with- representative in your book? Yeah. You, you have a- I, I love that it's in the index as it says Hungarian, and there's just the one. There's just the one there. Yeah, <laughs> so someone might look for that. But you know, there used to be a few out in the suburbs. They're all gone. There is a uh, there's a grocery store out in Glen Ellen um, that's owned by a brand that makes Hungarian sausages and stuff like that. And that's that's kind of it for Hungarians. Where did the Hungarians go? What have you done with our Hungarians? <laughs> it's interesting. They're in the sausage. What excites me about living in Chicago, I think, is completely reflected in the index that Raphael just mentioned. I mean, you go through this list of cuisines, all are represented in the book. Asian, barbecue, Chinese, Cuban, Dominican, yeah. Eastern European, Hungarian, French, Nordic. Yeah. Nordic. <laughs> Nordic. Hailong, <laughs> uh, you could have taken them there. I could have. Uh, Indian, Turkish. I tried to get Hailong in the car. Hard to believe they didn't understand the concept or, or didn't buy into the concept. <laughs> they couldn't fit their antlers in. Yeah. <laughs> and their their pelts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A, a friend of mine, Mike, who's a sommelier now on the West Coast, saw that I was at the concert. He said, yeah, I just saw them in Portland. The crowd was very beardy and smelled of cured meats. <laughs> uh, I think the whole city of Portland. <laughs> yeah, that should be like, yeah, how many of you are home brewers? Oh, all of you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, Our more cuisines. Uh, Turkish, workers. Southern, vegetarian, Spanish. That's not even the whole list, but... That's the beauty of living here. That that's yeah. I mean, that's a reward for living in this area is having access to all this stuff. But the tricky thing, and I, I say this about music all the time, you have access to everything. Music, you can stream anything you want. It's having that curation and knowing what to listen for with music, or in this case, know where to direct your pursuits to find these cool cuisines and, and restaurants. And, and that, that's, that's your job. And that's one of the reasons that I keep it to ninety nine too. It's like. I mean, something like Yelp is just infinite. You can look on there, and everybody has reviews that say five stars and say they're the greatest. I and they Yelp. have review, they have Yelp. one star, was, <laughs> they're terrible. Hate Yelp. So it's like, oh, this is somebody's pick of what's actually worth going out to find. And if it kind of meshes with your taste, then you got a lot of new places to try. Which and is, if, even if people disagree with it, which how could they? You're Mike yeah. Gebbard, for God's sakes. But exactly. Even if people, People love lists. People love to debate right. them. People love to 
say, oh yeah, I went to Phenom. I didn't like the marrow toast, but I loved X, Y, and Z. So Who you totally that? missed out on that. No one yeah. Oh, I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. give me their screen name. I like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll want Kim their ass. But I mean, just that's having that conversation, I think, is exciting. Yeah. And, and being able to launch that conversation is cool. Well, it's always funny. You know, people ask me too about the numbers. It's like, how do you know that number 43 is really better than number 44? It's like, dude, I just picked it because it fit the page better, you know? <laughs> It's like it's it's food. It's like there's no science. It's like that Brady Bunch episode. He fit the suit. Yeah, he just fit the suit. (laughs) The restaurant fit the page. It just made sense. I mean, there's kind of a progression from front to back, but it's it's, there's no science to it. It's just always always wipe front to back, Mike. Good call. Uh, Revisions. What? Requires you to revise a listing. You know, change of chef, change of menu. Just. Some of, yeah, some of all of that. Uh, if the chef changes, I really ought to go back and try mm-hmm. it now. Um, a lot of places that I review in their first year, I just know I'm going to go back in the second year because stuff's going to change there. The, the business needs to kind of shake out a bit. Um, and I feel like I should go back. There's no like strict rule about it because some places are going to be there themselves forever. Mm-hmm. And some are going to change a lot. So I just kind of play it by ear. But... You know, as, as it gets to be, I mean, this is the fourth year for it. Um, I don't really want to trust what I thought four years ago without checking yeah, back that's totally at some fair. point. Well, so. One of your revisions this year is a place everyone has told me for years I need to go to. Uh, Pilsen, uh, Bereria, That's Midway. Yeah, it's even, that's it's even further. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Pilsen. No, that's by, that's, Archer that's Heights. That's Archer or Heights like. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, right. Whatever it is. Um, it's actually right near where Laquan McDonald's got shot. Okay. Um, yeah, no, wonderful Mexican restaurant. Uh, again, kind of the second generation thing, although it's not like his uh, parents, uh, John Sr., it's not like they were old immigrant restaurateurs. John Sr.? Yeah, yeah, I can't <laughs> yeah. see him. He doesn't uh, get that reference. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I, I, I held back on that one until I just couldn't let it go. I couldn't keep it. Uh, but he's, you know, they, they opened it trying to do a kind of you know to use the bad word elevated version of birria which is very much a typical mexican dish uh but then jonathan the the son has worked at high-end restaurants and just been out in the world um you know picking up other techniques the last time i was there i was talking to the dad and then jonathan was kind of experimenting with stuff so he brought me brought me a tongue sandwich that he had just made uh, and grilled up, which was fantastic. It's one of those things that I would put it on my best food of the year list, except it'd be such a dick move to put something that you'll never be able to have. So, yeah. you know. right. I was just having lunch with Jonathan Zaragoza, and he made me a tongue sandwich. <laughs> he is a lovely person, by the he way. Is, just he is. An FY, an aside to that, he's, I know Jonathan personally, he's a, it's that whole little crew that I was going to say don't you all kind of know each other restaurateurs chefs I mean, yeah and, it's a small circle Jonathan more so because he's he's from the south side I'm from the south side uh, his, he's friends with Juan Kim all the, and I worked at Kimsky help open Kimsky oh wow you know, okay. like we're all it's that weird little like Brian we're all that weird little crazy little clique that's just like somehow went out into the world and started doing stuff. But I, I swear to God, I had a feeling like this earlier today. It's, I think that's true of every industry. I was in a meeting today at the radio station. I'm sitting at the table, and I realized, okay, I worked with that guy at Q101. Right. Worked with, that, <laughs> worked with that guy at WGN. Worked with that guy at The Zone. Okay, everyone knows each other. Like yeah, This yeah. just serves to 
support the theory. Don't be a dick. Don't burn bridges. It, it's a small community. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And, and yeah, I mean, it is relatively few people, and it's an industry where people change jobs constantly. So, you know, oh, yeah. you know the cross-pollination of people knowing each other is, is intense and, and, and highly, highly active. So yeah, we we yeah we get around a little, but <laughs> yeah, um, it's funny because the upside to that is a you're always, it's a big network of people and like people who presumably will come show you love when you open your spot. Oh yeah. So I mean like that helps to stay like we help like we help each other out in that way too. But like also there's never a shortage of dishwashers or like fill in <laughs> line cooks. You know? Yeah. I can't like ser- I can't tell you how many times I've just like people have put it up in the Chicago service industry Facebook group or whatever. Like, hey, I need a dishwasher, and like, Michael Simmons from Marie all these. They're like, all right, fuck it, I'll come through. And like, I've hit up, I hit up a couple friends like from Mars, the brewery, you know, like Tony. I, was, I had Tony. He's he's working at some new spot, the Welcome Back Lounge, or the okay. right next to the Whale. Now he's opening that spot up. But I had him up here. I was like, dude, like I'm so short staffed right now. Can you? So he came up here, he was washing dishes. He was like making coffee. It was like a whole thing. You know, what I mean, it's like it's that's the nice part about it. That's the community. Shitty, the shitty part about it too is, um, unfortunately, you have to be nice to some people to get ahead. You know, what I mean, <laughs> that you don't want to. But like, it's you have to play politics, world. just yeah, like it, any it's, other it's, business. It's, you have to play it politics. sucks so much sometimes. There are some people who are just like, for some reason or another, they have. A little bit of sway, uh-huh. and people have to be nice to them. And it's gross, and I I think that's true at the insurance it's, it's, office. It's, it's all industries. Yeah. I just I've never had to, I've never had to deal with that because I've always been in the back. I've always been right. in the kitchen. You know, what yeah, I mean? this, is, a, this is your place and now. And now I have to play it nice with people that I don't normally that I don't necessarily. I thought he like, was humoring me tonight. Yeah, I, I was being so sweet to you. <laughs> You're not that funny. I'd be honest with you. I was just I, laughing I, at all your jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and thus concludes Carpet yeah, Carpet. Yeah, no, <laughs> right. uh, we're skipping right to the next episode that's <laughs> right what is the next episode I'm not even sure oh I know uh, the guys behind uh, Ritual the non-alcoholic whiskey and the non-alcoholic gin that's a real thing entrepreneurship happening right here in Chicago dry January you seem like a great guest idea yeah Chicago entrepreneurs I've, non-alcoholic I've never had alcohol in my whole life like never not once so to me, it's just gonna taste like whiskey. I don't know. I wouldn't know. Wait, the I can't tell. You, you're not being facetious. No, I've, seriously, I've never, I've never had alcohol in my whole life. Wow. Up until this year, I've never, I've never even smoked weed up until this, like, well, 2019, before it was legal. <laughs> I don't give a shit. It's statute of limitations. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's um, not how the statute of limitations. I don't, I don't, I don't know how it works. I, I thought it was an actual statue. For a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> like, Here's the limitations. Right. You have but, to race to it and touch it. <laughs> touch it and it's safe. But. Um, yeah, no, I I've never had alcohol, never. Which and it's always it was funny because because now that the trend is leaning more towards like sober chefs, but when I was coming up, it was clearly the opposite. Oh, you know I'm sure. I mean? I've seen people like do coke and stuff and on the line and like it was a whole wild scene. But I never wanted to do that, and not because cool. I was, it just was never a thing for me. But. Um, the drinking thing is always the one that really like the drug scene. People are like, oh, it's quite. But you tell me you don't drink, and it blows everyone's mind. Oh yeah, like, what? <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know. To me, it was never. I just. It's never like saying about you it. don't wear shoes. Yeah. Or <laughs> I just wrap my feet in palm leaves. <laughs> uh, by the way, the members of High Lung all barefoot on stage, as you'd expect. The sh- as, shocking. Right. As you'd expect. Spons- all right. So- sponsored by Tenactin. <laughs> Kirkland Carney, uh, sponsored this week by CNH Financial Services. Phenom, 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 F-I-N-O-M, 
coffee. It's on Irving Park Road. What's the exact address? 4200 West Irving Park. 4200. It's it's right past, we said it, Metra, Blue Line, Kennedy. Uh, what a great location. We're parked on the street, no problem at all. Uh, but if you're in the area too, why wouldn't you stop here before work for coffee, after work, make a meal of it, make an evening of it, or, or late afternoon of it. Yeah. Um, love the place. Thank you for your hospitality. Thank you so much. Thank I you for the food. talking to me and eating the food in. Food at 99. This is something I, I just love and adore every year. As a Chicagoan, this is something I really look forward to because it's this is our city. This is you, you don't keep everything north of Roosevelt Road. This is the depth of neighborhoods, the depth of the city's cuisine. Really nice job, Mike. Thank you. I would, and I, to add to that, I was thoroughly impressed at the amount of spots that are just, like south of Roosevelt, like yeah. just in the the part of the city that nobody really talks about. You know, they're kind of like, oh, yeah, that's Chicago too, but let's look over here. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> they kind of steer your attention towards the north side, and there's a lot of really good south side spots. Oh, yeah. Uh, our dude gets around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he really he keeps busy every calendar year. Yeah. yeah all right, I, I so, picked up a couple of tips from there, too. So, so all right, we established how to uh, enjoy food and drink at Phenom. To enjoy food at her, what do people do? Order it from Amazon. Um, that's the easiest way. They'll send it right to you. Uh, if you have some moral reservation about Amazon, contact me, uh, Mike at foodeter.com, and uh, we'll work something out. We should do like an audible version of this. Oh. Will you read this? Just yeah. read it. Yeah, have Samuel L. Jackson just read it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did an audiobook version of my last, I did like a really short book, like a 50 page book, and I did an audible version of it. It was so much fun. I don't think this is the sort of book. I mean, what I like about doing it. You're going to read it. Okay. What I like is it's a paperback. It's easy to consult. You can stick it in your backpack or your glove compartment. I mean, I'm down to read Sir Lawrence Olivier with the $499. You'd better like the tingly aluminum foil mouthfeel of Sichuan peppercorn if you try the Sichuan restaurant because you're going to get a lot of it. Sometimes too much. The Dan Dan noodles tasted like they'd been doused in after... Aftershave. <laughs> wow, I, I can see why they made the list. What the fuck? <laughs> Which was too bad because the chewy, irregularly cut noodles were really good. Okay, there it is. There's a little, little bit of uh, medicine with the sweetness yeah. there. Uh-huh. I, I think I want to say early on, you said the Hungarian coffee shop that nobody, nobody asked for. <laughs> Did <laughs> I? Like the, yeah. It was kind of one of my favorite. It's like, one of those I printed just improbable that shit things. Yeah. I printed it up and it sat. <laughs> up, I swear to God, it was up there forever. And I don't know what happened to it, but it, it was like right on the that like that wardrobe thing that we have there. I taped it right there. And Michael Gever, the Hungarian coffee shop that nobody asked for. That's fantastic. It, it's like one of my favorite quotes. <laughs> All right, so I, I, 2020 is going to be your year, Raphael. People are going to. Continue finding the place, enjoying your food. Thank you for doing it. Uh, Mike? 2020 edition is out, and I'm already at work eating for 2021s. boy, We're proud of you. Thank <laughs> you for God's representing work. the city. Uh, if you're watching on Facebook Live, thank you for doing that. And uh, please tell a friend about Carco and Carney. And the audio version of this will be available soon. And I'm going to make this all go away. Say goodbye, gentlemen. Bye. Bye-bye.